podcast. That guy right there is. I thought you were going to introduce me. You just. Should we start over? Okay. All right. Let's, let me see. Where are we? Uh, welcome back to Underneath uh, Air Conditioning Unit Number Four. <laughs> this is the Unimpostured Podcast. I'm Damien. I'm Andy. And that guy over there is. I'm Jonathan. All right. And we are here. At, and Jonathan said he was coming back for the first explicit episode of this podcast. And that's Parental today. advisory. Yeah, this, it, We're, we're, we're going to be talking about um, some some bits and pieces of some bits and pieces that get cut off of bits and pieces. So in any case, uh, we're, we're not quite there yet. Where we left off last time was uh, Moses got married. Moses. Okay. I have to check myself every now and then because if I get really excited, I, I'll say Noah. I will talk or about Abraham. Noah and yeah, yeah, or like yeah, I was Ezekiel or other, but no, Moses none of those even, people involved though. Not yet. We're talking about Moses. Moses got married to uh, the most underutilized Bible name. Needs to make a comeback, uh, Zipporah, um, and uh, he became a shepherd out in, the, out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, so we, we pick up now. And uh, Andy, do, do we decide we were going to actually read the Bible this time? We should read the Bible this time. Let's 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 read the Bible this time. All and right. In case you didn't get this uh, warning during the last season, if you're driving, just listen. Don't read along with us. And For thousands of years, Christians listened to the Bible read because they couldn't read themselves. It will be okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you're skateboarding, you it, should read the Bible. But not well, skateboarding. Skateboarding is a crime. Why aren't you reading the Bible? No, Tony Hawk says skateboarding is not a crime. And, and Hawk to <laughs> Okay, go, go ahead. Pick us up in chapter 3. All right, Exodus. Exodus chapter 3. Now Moses was pasturing the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet was not consumed. Do we have a different version of this? I could. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it right might be here. easier for people yeah. to understand right. if I... Don't read this. And All right. First part was the same, though. He is pasturing a flock. He does come to Horeb. There is a bush on fire, but not burning. So Moses thought, I'll go over there and see this strange sight. Why isn't the bush burning up? Then the Lord saw that he'd gone to look. And so God called to him from within the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, what? Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And at this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers and am concerned about their suffering. And so I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a land good and spacious, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Mosquito bites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. Therefore go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. And Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? But God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, y'all will worship me on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, What's his name? Then what will I tell them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever and the name by which I am to be remembered for all generations. Go, assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, Yahweh, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, appeared to me and said, 
I have watched over you and have seen what was done to you in Egypt. I have promised to bring you out of your misery in Egypt and into the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. The elders of Israel will listen to you. Then you and the elders are to go to the king of Egypt and say to him, Yahweh, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. Let us take a three-day journey into the desert to, sacri- to offer sacrifices to Yahweh our God. But I know that he, the king will not let you go unless a mighty hand compels him. So I will stretch out my hand and strike the Egyptians with all the wonders that I will perform among them. And after that, he will let you go. And I will make the Egyptians favorably disposed toward this people, so that when you leave, you will not go empty-handed. Every woman is to ask her neighbor and any woman living in, the ho- in her house for articles of silver and gold and clothing, and you will put them on your sons and daughters, and thus you will plunder the Egyptians. How far am I going, by the way? I, I think it's good for now. Okay. I mean, we, we, we got a lot of stuff we can, we can unpack there. Yeah, you know, God's showing up. We can, yeah. we can probably get some mileage out of that. Yeah, and it's it, it's interesting to me that like uh, that Moses finds some place that the party's already happening. <laughs> like it's it, you know it, it was one of those things where like you know like with with, with some of the prophets they would like, God God would call out to the prophets and say hey it's time for us to get started here. But Moses wanders upon a site that is already in progress, and it's it, it's wait wait what's going on over here? And he looks at the he looks at this bush for a while. Because, like, you know, obviously, if you see if you see something on fire, you don't immediately assume, hey, it's not being consumed by the fire. You just see it on fire. Yeah. And if you're a, if you're a sheep herder, you have a lot of time on your hands because sheep are dumb and boring. And so he watches this bush burn for as long as it takes for him to realize that the fire is doing absolutely nothing yeah. against the bush. This bush is burning but not burning. No, it's it's on fire but not burning. It's, uh, this is weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not being consumed uh, by the fire, and so he does what any good dude would do when you see something on fire that's that's weird. Is go look. <laughs> Let me just ask you this question: If there's a tornado expected, yes, where do you go? Toward the tornado, outside to see it, right? Yes. This is cool. <laughs> you go, you go look at the clouds to see, like, are you making something? <laughs> yeah, like this. That's all he's doing here. He's like, hey, look at this. Fu- let's, let me go see this thing, Jonathan. On, on your on your block, when when there's when there's tornado warning, when the sirens have gone off. Do all of the men pop out of their houses like prairie dogs? No, not really. I, I, I don't pop out of my house like a prairie dog, oh, so okay. I don't really. I'm kind of down in a hole, and so I'm nervous that I won't see it before it gets there. But uh, <laughs> when it, we used to live in an apartment, and uh, we had a really likely moment of a tornado, and we went to one of the ground. We were on the third floor, so we, we had a friend whose dog got along with my dog, so we went to his apartment on the ground floor. And I'm standing there with a bunch of yahoos at this apartment complex, and... They're standing, looking at these clouds turning straight over our heads. And one nice. of them says, man, I hope there's a tornado because I've always wanted to see one. And I, th- I said to him, <laughs> you know, I, I spent seven years in Oklahoma. I said, you know, I've always wanted to see a tornado across a field in Oklahoma. <laughs> I've never stared straight up in the sky and thought, man, I wish I could see a tornado. I said, so you need to rethink yourself, sir. <laughs> it was directly over our head, turning in circles. It wasn't coming down. It was not descending, but it was swirling. Straight over our heads. <laughs> Jeez, that—that that is the—that that is the stereotype of the like the, the knuckle dragging like, huh? <laughs> Danger approaches. I must get closer. I'm just saying, in my neighborhood, all the guys are in the front porch. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was, a guy, was it about we're not as refined ago? as Jonathan's neighborhood. <laughs> well, six months ago, like I, I, I realized I, that we looked like prairie dogs when <laughs> me and every other dopey dude who's at home at the time because they're like huh like we're looking for something we have no idea what we're looking for because there's too many trees in the way and we're like uh well 
But speaking of trees, you know what trees are made out of? They're made out of wood, which burns. Yes, and this bush was not. That's right. And so Moses got closer and closer, and finally um, God says to him, Moses! Yes. He he says, stop getting closer. (laughs) He'd been out in the wilderness for a while, okay? (laughs) I love that it records that. It's like, hey, no, no, fire still works. It's just not working on that. Don't don't get any closer. Stop, stop, stop. But do take your shoes off. Get get comfy. Holy ground. All that stuff. Uh, Which, to be fair, as much as I hate skipping ahead and uh try to save that for later, this is basically exactly what's going to happen after the Israelites come back to the mountain at the end of this story, yes, they're going to be like, hey, you need to back up off this mountain, the mm-hmm. one that's flaming, because God's there. Yes. It's scary and explodey and yeah. <laughs> makes us all nervous. Uh, so, uh, and, and Andy, you know, now that we had that nice conversation about, like, who was it that was there, uh, that, you know, the... The Bible that you read out of that's made out of like God word things, um, it it said that there's a messenger there at the at the bush, and for the for the remainder of this scripture, it says God said. Yes, this happened again. <laughs> we have another. The angel of the Lord said. The Lord said. Yes. Uh huh. So that's just just wanted to point that out since we 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 spent time post season. This just recently talking about angels and messengers and who's saying what and if you say things on on you know on behalf of the authority of God but they were speaking on behalf of God and uh, you know so in any case how, however however God works out the immediacy of the conversation there I, you know he knows yeah yeah so actually let's so since we actually read this passage which uh, is unfortunately something of a novelty for us let's go back to the what we were doing last season what was that. We're like, okay, we read the passage. So, what basically is going on here? Yes, it's like that's that's actually pretty straightforward here. Like, mm-hmm. God's calling Moses to basically be a prophet. Yes, yeah. Okay. And Moses, for some reason, is uh, asking a bunch of questions. Yeah, like, well, he's, possibly he's, not down with this plan. He's nervous. Yeah, uh, like, you know, l- like you would be. I mean, like if if you say, if you tell me I'm going to go, uh, you say, say Damien, go into the city that we live in. And tell everybody to sell all of their homes and give you know and, and give all of the money to Donald Duck. They're going to ask me uh, by whose great idea are we selling all of our money and giving it to Donald Duck? Uh, and so I I, I think you know, he's kind of sort of thinking this thing this thing through ahead, like saying like you know if I go there and I say hey, we're going to do this uh, because I talked to a bush that didn't burn in the middle of the in, in the middle of the desert. I'm going to need some shrooms. Well, I was gonna—I was gonna say a name. Oh, uh, uh, just uh, like you know, credentials to throw down. So, someone to say like on, on on the authority of this name, uh, this is going to happen. Bubba. Yeah, and there and there are two different groups that need to be convinced, right? There, there were there was Pharaoh, obviously, like you know his human property, and then there were the elders, the uh, the people who led the nation of Israel, the people who like. Once he got them free, they would have to actually tell all of their kids and their kids' kids and the kids' 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 kids and all the lots of people that they needed to go with him. I mean, they're also the ones sticking their necks out because when Moses and Aaron go to Pharaoh and say, let the Israelites go, it's like, who's going to get the backlash? It's going to be the Israelites who are still in Egypt. Uh, As we will see. Not these two guys that just wandered in off the street. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. So uh, there's the first objection is like, uh, uh, prove it to me now. Jonathan, you you shared something really interesting about um, about you two actually referencing 
this specific section of the Bible. How did that go? So Vertigo, the song Vertigo, Bono starts it by yelling, Uno, dos, tres, catorce. And we used to have a guy in our band at church that hated that song because Bono couldn't count. And uh, and what he's <laughs> referencing here is... Fair uno, point. One, two, three, fourteen. <laughs> uno, the, the first section of the Bible, the Old Testament... Dos, the second book of the Bible, Exodus, Trace, the third chapter of that book, and Katorte, the 14th verse, which is where God names himself to Moses. So I guess the next step we were always doing after summarizing was asking questions. And for me, the naming thing is a big question. It's like, what's up with this whole naming thing? For starters, why would having a name be useful? And and proving you're from because I mean like if the if the Jews don't know God's name then why then how is God's name any better than saying Donald Duck sent you and if and if the Jews do know God's name then why is it shocking that Moses does what's about reputation right Uh uh-huh it's yeah it's um uh one of my favorite worship dudes to read is uh uh Tozer and Tozer like yeah he's on the floor over there uh, not actual Tozer. I, I think he's laid to very peaceful rest. Uh, but uh, the, one of his books is over there on the floor. Uh, and he, he has an interesting point. He talks about like praying in the name of Jesus is not so much like using the, his name like, a, like a, 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 a magical phrase, but you're praying in his nature. You're, you're praying with his reputation. You're praying under his authority. And so when he says, like, you know, like, but what name do I, do I throw down? Like, if I'm going to go there and name drop, like, they're going to be naming Ra and Set and Hatshepsut and you know, other really cool sounding. Hoppy, the incarnation of the Nile. There we go. Which we're going to get to in a second. Yes. And so they're, they're going to throw down all these, like, really fun names. Like, what, like, what fun name do I have to throw down? And, and God gives him... Well, it's, it, it, it's, it's one that has confounded me ever since I was a child. So are we assuming that, that he knows this is the God of, of Israel? Or when he asks for a name, is he legitimately asking for a name? I think he knows. Because like verse 6, he does start off with, I'm the God of your father of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob. And then repeats it because as Damien so eloquently put it before we started recording, this is Exodus, which means anything you hear once, you're going to hear twice. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so I, but we also have to assume, like, we, we have to ask <clears throat> how much of an education he got from his mother, uh, from his, from his uh, nursemaid, I'm sorry, from, from his nursemaid, uh, along with his mother about what he wrote. If you don't recall, those were the same person. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, how long he actually stayed with his mother before yeah. he was actually sent off to Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's house. But there, that does beg the, a, a, a decent question. It does um, ask you to consider a decent question, which is how much of his people's heritage does he know? I actually, so I, before we move on, I want to go back to something you already said, mm-hmm. where it being about God's reputation, like the Jews have been in bondage in Egypt for a while. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. part of God's reputation is who is this guy? Yeah. Like, what kind of guy is it? Is is he the sort of guy who is this the sort of God who's gonna be paying attention to the fact that we've been suffering for all this time and do something about it? I didn't think so because he hadn't done anything so far. Yeah, and so I think part of it is yeah, like showing up and being like, this is a guy who is actually gonna do something. Yeah, and throughout his entire life and his leadership of the Israelite people, Moses was very concerned about God's reputation. Uh, there, like, there was a time when God wanted As to we will see. kill them all and start over. And he said, but God, what about your reputation? But that, you'll look bad. Like, yeah. And that's, that, that was the, 
the, the essence of his complaint, not like, oh, but all the all the dead bodies in the desert. It was uh, it was. But what what do people think? Um, so, yeah, like he 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 does seem to be kind of focused on like, you know, what does it matter? And is it going to matter if I tell them? Um, and I don't I, I really would like to know, like, what kind of effect it had when he got there. And he talked to all the, uh, the the elders. He said, I am that I am sent me. Or I am sent me. And then kind of went, oh, boy. I'm trying to remember back to my mom's lessons. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the name. And um, we we don't have a recording that says that Moses said, uh, please, please explain to me further who, what that means. Although, I mean, so this is where you have to be very, very careful reading into details. Mm-hmm. But... I do think part of this is that the like Moses is being taught about who God is in this process. Mm-hmm. And basically core concept of Moses' whole job in Exodus is to teach the Israelites who God is. Mm-hmm.